Hello and a warm welcome to this week's episode of the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me. Whether you are listening to this whilst you're on your wellness walk, maybe you're doing a little bit of cleaning in your house, maybe you're doing some exercise, maybe you're driving, maybe you're just chilling out and listening to it. Either way, it is such a pleasure to be speaking to you through your phone, through your laptop, through your tablet, through your head phones, however you are listening. It means so much and particularly those of you that listen regularly and listen every week. I am very blessed that I'm now doing this for, gosh, since January 2020, so a long time now and I absolutely love doing the podcast and it's made possible because of you guys. So just wanted to start with a little bit of gratitude today. Now in this week's solar episode, we're going to do another Ask Me Anything because I did this two weeks ago and you guys loved it. And I get so many questions when it comes to face yoga, my life, wellness, lifestyle, business, and loads of you ask them on my Instagram, Face Yoga Expert, or my Facebook page, the Face Yoga Expert. So I wanted to answer a few more today because I feel like the podcast is a better way to answer these questions often because it gives me more time just to talk about it in a little bit more of an in-depth way. So let's get on to question number one right away. And lots of you have been asking, why should we not be creasing the skin or creating lines and wrinkles whilst we're doing our face yoga? Because there are many examples out there on the internet of people doing face yoga or facial exercises and they're doing quite exaggerated um, expressions and they are also often screwing up their face while they're doing it. And why do I say you need to keep your face smooth and taut whilst you're doing face yoga? So let's get into it. So if you listened to the Ask Me Anything episode a couple of weeks ago, you would have heard me talk about the difference between dynamic and static wrinkles. You would have also heard me talk about how some of the wrinkles on our face are caused by repetitive expressions. So this is when we're creasing certain areas of the skin and we're doing this many, many times a day over many, many years. And as we get older, we have less of that bounce back, so less of the collagen and elastin in the dermis area, so in that middle layer of skin. So when we are creating expression, we find that our skin doesn't bounce back as quickly as it once did, maybe, for example, when we were in our teens or when we were in our 20s. Now, if we're doing face yoga every day, maybe you're even doing some exercises twice a day, we don't want to be causing any lines and wrinkles because over time they will etch into the skin, which we absolutely do not want. What we want with face yoga is to reduce lines and wrinkles. So that means when you're finding areas of the face where you're getting those dynamic wrinkles, so for example, those horizontal lines across the forehead area, you need to make sure that the area there is really smooth and you're actually encouraging it to relax. You can definitely still do exercises for the face where you're working with strengthening and toning muscles under the skin and then the skin attach is tightened and tautened because the muscles underneath have been lifted and sculpted and built 
up. So that's what we want to do. We want to have that lovely lifting and firming of certain muscles, that relaxing of other muscles, and we definitely don't want to be creating any expression lines. So how do we stop this happening while still getting really good results from face yoga? So my tip number one is to use a mirror. And I talk about this a lot, but I cannot say it enough, particularly if you're fairly new to face yoga, or perhaps you're not aware of what your skin is doing whilst you're doing certain exercises. Look in the mirror, and if you see any lines or wrinkles, being creative whilst you're doing the exercise, there's a few things that you want to do. You either want to start to use your hands to smooth any lines and wrinkles. So let me give you an example. For example, if you are doing the hamster exercise, so hamster cheeks, where you are puffing the cheeks and you are transferring the air from cheek to cheek. As you do this, you may well see some lines and wrinkles created around your lip area. For me, I see those little what's called smoker lines around the lip area. And obviously you can get those if you've never smoked like me, but I find that I can get them if I'm doing that exercise. And I don't want to be creating those lines and wrinkles because I'm doing that exercise about one minute per day. And if I'm doing that every day and it's creating those lines and wrinkles in that area, those wrinkles will etch into my skin. So what I do is use my fingers and I smooth and tauten the skin around the lip area whilst I'm transferring the air from cheek to cheek. Another example would be the smile smoother. So that is when you make an O shape with your mouth, you wrap your lips around your teeth and you go from that O shape to a smile shape, still with your lips wrapped around your teeth, then you go back to the O shape, then back to the smile shape. If you find as you do that, for example, any lines are created around the nasal labial fold, so you know that area between the nose and the mouth area, or even going down to the jaw area, the marionette lines, you can use your fingers to tighten and tauten the skin around that area. So it's a really great way of still getting the benefits of the facial exercise by lifting and toning the muscles, but you're also ensuring you're not creating any dynamic wrinkles, any wrinkles caused by expression lines to ensure that they don't etch into the skin over time. So that's the first thing you can do, use your fingers. The second thing you can do is adjust your effort level. Now we often think that if we go to 100% effort, so doing the exercise or the massage as hard as we possibly can, we're going to get the best results out of face yoga. This is absolutely not true. The same with any exercise or yoga. Pushing yourself to 100% effort isn't going to mean that you're going to get fitter quicker. What you actually want to do is do that magic sort of point that I call it, where you feel the exercise working, but you're not pushing yourself too hard. So if you're looking in a mirror and you're thinking, okay, so I'm creasing my skin a lot here, or I'm starting to create a lot of lines and wrinkles whilst I'm doing this exercise, take it down a little bit. So take it down first of all to 80% effort, does that smooth the skin a little bit? Does that mean that I'm not creating lines and wrinkles? If not, take it down to 50% effort. That is also okay. It's better to do your facial exercise or even your massage at 50% effort 
still feel the benefit, still feel it working, but not actually feel those lines and wrinkles being created as you're doing it, then go at 100% effort. Yes, you might be lifting and toning the muscle really, really strongly, but you're actually having the opposite effect because you're creating loads of lines through holding loads of stress and tension, increasing your skin in other areas. So that's tip number two, just taking down your effort level. Tip number three is actually adapt the exercise. So this is something I often say to people. If the exercise isn't working for you in that way, but you need to slightly move where your mouth position is, or you need to slightly adjust where your fingers go, that's also okay. You are your greatest teacher. It's so important to remember this. I mean, I come from a yoga background, as many of you guys know, I got into yoga to heal myself when I was 21, when I had the chronic illness of ME and managed to heal myself in under 18 months. And this is what opened my journey to this amazing world of teaching holistic wellness. And I started off with my training as a professional relaxation therapist and meditation teacher and a yoga teacher. So actually, I have always felt hugely passionate about teaching other people to listen to their own intuition, to be their own guide. And it's the same for any yoga. If you go to a yoga class with a good yoga teacher, they will always encourage you to listen to your body and to adapt to technique according to what suits you, either what suits your body in general or what suits you that day. And that's an important thing to remember with face yoga as well. You will feel different every day. For example, one day you might find that you've got loads of tension in your jaw. Another day you might find your jaw feels fine. Another day you may find that you've really been pulling in the area between your eyebrows. Maybe you've been concentrating or worrying about something. Other days you might find that actually that area feels quite relaxed and smooth. So remember you can adapt daily as well. So important. Ask yourself, what do I need today? Look into a mirror and think, what does my face need today? And do it from a positive place as well. So this is not about looking in the mirror and saying, what looks bad today? What looks like it's got loads of lines and wrinkles? This is about what do I truly need at a soul level? And really tip number four when it comes to this is it's fine to stop an exercise just because I maybe say, okay, this exercise is really good for lifting and toning your cheek area, but it feels uncomfortable for you or it creates lines and wrinkles as you do it or you simply just don't enjoy doing it, your intuition is telling you it's wrong for you, change and stop the exercise completely. Use one of my books and if you haven't got them already, I definitely recommend getting them. Both Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal Both of them have got over 50 one-minute techniques in them. Really great reference book for you to change and adapt exercises. Or if you know, like I just said, you need to stop an exercise, look for a different one. So if there's one for your jaw area, which you feel like is causing more jaw tension than actually releasing it, adjust it, adapt it. I have so many techniques that you don't need to stick to just one technique if it doesn't feel right for you. Okay, so that's question number one answered. Let's do two more questions, I think, today. So next question, which is asked a lot, is how long does the face yoga teacher training course take? 
So the quick answer to this is you can do your teacher training course in as little as 12 hours. Now, that doesn't mean you need to complete it in one week. You can if you would like to. And some people absolutely do. And some people spend many, many years on it because they want to take their time with the techniques. It's really very adaptable for you. So let's get into a little bit more information about that, because I feel like really helpful for you guys to think about and a great time as well. If you've been thinking about doing your face yoga teacher training. There's no better time than September. It's that end of summer, back to school vibes, ready to start something new. I almost think it's a better time to start new things than January, to be honest. And if you had a goal at the beginning of the year, maybe to do your face yoga teacher training, maybe to add a skill set to what you currently do, maybe to have a side hustle with something like face yoga, maybe to have a complete career change, there's only a few months left of 2023. So let's make it count. Now is a great time to do your teacher training. And if you have a passion to help others look and feel great, then you are definitely the right person to be a face yoga teacher. And as I call it, be part of our face yoga family. So I really believe, and this is what very much the core of the face yoga teacher training is about, is we all should have the ability, the tools, the techniques to feel good on the inside and also to glow on the outside, whatever age we are. I'm about celebrating aging. It's never too early and it's never too late to do face yoga and to teach a face yoga. And I also really believe in good quality training rooted in my 18 years experience, science and the credibility I've built up as the world leading face yoga expert. So let me tell you a little bit more about the teacher training course, which, by the way, I am very proud of. We've been offering this now for, gosh, about 12 years, and we have thousands of teachers in 71 countries now. Can you believe that, guys? 71 countries teaching the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. So when you complete your training in the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method, you become a qualified teacher of face yoga, which means you can teach to groups and individuals around the world. So in case you're wondering, you can sign up for the distance learning course at any time and literally start the next day. So you don't have any particular start dates and it's designed to be really flexible for you. So with the one-to-one training, you can do it when your super trainer has dates because we also have that option, which I'll tell you about in a minute. And if English is your second language, don't worry, we are here to help and support you. And also as a little important note here, we've worked very hard to gain accreditation for our courses. So the reason I do this is so you can feel fully confident that you'll train with the very best. So the course is approved and accredited by the International Institute for Complementary Therapists and the International Practitioners of Holistic Medicine. So on completion of the course, you'll receive the Certificate of Achievement in the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method, and you'll be listed on my website as a qualified teacher. And of course, you've been certified by me, world-leading face yoga expert. And don't worry, you won't be alone after your training. You can become part of what we call our face yoga family. 
This means you have thousands of other teachers in over 71 different countries who are also trained in the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method and who we encourage to support and cheer on each other and be part of a wider community of people who have a passion for face yoga. So you, myself and your trainer, if you choose to train with either me or one of our super trainers, you have both options, will be there for ongoing questions. And we know that many questions come once you start teaching. So we do all we can to be there for you. So a little bit more detail about what you'll learn in your training. So you'll learn anatomy and physiology of the face, theory, science and tradition of face yoga, facial exercise, face massage, face acupressure, relaxation, meditation, breathing and affirmation techniques, well-being, nutrition and sleep techniques, how to teach a face yoga class, workshop, one-to-one sessions, safety procedures and setting up your business. So after your study, you'll complete a written and a practical exam and there is no need to panic about the word exam. The <laughs> I promise you guys, people worry, but it's not as scary as it sounds. These assessments are a chance for you to comprehend, evaluate and put together all the lovely techniques you learn in the training and give you even more confidence to be a super amazing teacher of the Daniel Collins face yoga method. So I would definitely recommend heading across to my Instagram page, Face Yoga Teacher Training. So there's a dedicated page over there and you can actually see loads and loads and loads of testimonials from our teachers. So let me just quickly tell you about the sort of three key options that you can do. Well, it's sort of two options, but the first option does have two different ways of doing it, either with me or with a super trainer. So the distance learning option, option number one, is perfect option if you like learning your own time and at your own pace. It also works really great if you prefer to be in the comfort of your own home or can't or don't want to travel and you're emailed your teacher training manual which you can enjoy reading and using in your own time and you have loads of videos in there, diagrams and pictures to help you along. During your training you can ask questions and you'll be assisted when you need but so many of our teachers actually find that the manual is really clear, really detailed and self-explanatory. So after you've done a minimum of 12 hours home study, you complete your written assignment. You then email this to your trainer, so either me or one of your super trainers, and you agree with then a 30 minute Zoom or Skype call time. During the call, you'll do a 10 minute practical assignment, which you will then pre-prepare. And in the rest of the call, you can ask questions and chat to your trainer. So after both your exams have been marked, you'll be emailed confirmation, your certificate, and you'll now be a teacher of the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method. So this is either 495 with a super trainer or 595 if you do that option with me. Now your second option is one-to-one and one-to-one training is great if you learn best on an individual basis and if you'd like to pick a date which works well for your schedule. So you can do this training either via a video call or in person and before your training you'll be emailed the manual and we ask you to do a minimum of five hours home study of the manual first. You'll then spend seven hours with your trainer face-to-face so if this is in person it's usually a full day about eight hours with a lunch break and if you choose via video call you can choose a full day or two half days and you'll have loads of time during that to ask questions and you can spend more or less time on certain lessons according to your needs at the end of the training you'll do a short practical assignment and then in time you'll complete the written assignment 
and you can do that all in your own time. Your trainer will mark these for you, send you feedback and your certificate, and then you'll be a qualified member of our Face Yoga family. So guys, they are your options. It is amazing, amazing course. Go to faceyogaexpert.com slash face yoga teacher training, and you will see all of the information on there. Or if you just go to faceyogaexpert.com, Click on teacher training at the top menu there and everything is on there. Okay, so let's get on to the final question of today. So lots of you guys ask me how I overcame the illness of ME. And just before I get into that, guys, just to let you know if the sound has changed a little bit, I have just moved to the back of my house because at the front of my house in my office where I record, someone has decided outside to turn on some sort of very loud thing. I'm not sure what it is. I think it's the builders um, across the other side of the road. But anyhow, so if it sounds like suddenly it has changed a little bit, maybe it's a bit more echoey, it's because I am now in my dining room at the back of the house. Okay, let's get in to that question. Now, it's quite a hard question to answer quickly, and I am going to answer it quickly today because I have done full episodes on this, and I know I've talked a lot about it before. So the answer, how I overcame the illness of Emmy when I was 21 and very unwell for around 18 months, but completely cured myself, was holistic techniques. And that I think was the easiest way to say it, holistic techniques. And there is so much when it comes to this. I would love to say, guys, it was one technique or it was one therapy or it was one thing. It was a whole complex list of things. And I myself don't know the one thing that cured me. If I was to really sort of go into my intuition and say, what was the most powerful thing that really cured me, I'd probably say breath. (laughs) I'd actually say breath. And that's something we've got access to instantly. We could all do in this moment now. In fact, let's do one now together. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just take a really long, deep breath in. Just let your tummy rise and breathe out. Make the exhalation really long. Let your tummy lower. Let's do that one more time. Deep breath in. Expand, expand, expand. Hold for a second or two. Deep exhalation. Lovely. And actually for me, learning how to breathe correctly was so key in healing my mind, my body, my immune system, which was severely affected from the illness, my nervous system, which was severely affected from the illness. But I did so many other things. Mindset work was huge. Affirmations were massive. Visualizations were really big as well. I did very, very gentle yoga. That was so, so key, so important. Rest and surrender was massive. Working through a lot, a lot, a lot of mindset blocks and traumas, um, really sort of delving through those in many ways. That was so, so key. Allowing myself to let go of what other people thought of me, allowing myself to let go of perfectionism. So many of those things were so important to my healing. Nutrition was absolutely key. I gave up alcohol and I gave up caffeine and I massively cut down sugar. They're three things which I still do now. 
And actually they were really important for me. And it doesn't mean you need to run out and go do, and do those things yourself. But that was for me, massive triggers. They were draining my adrenals hugely, particularly the alcohol and caffeine. I didn't ever used to have a huge amount of caffeine. I've never been a coffee drinker, but even tea, um, huge amounts of chocolate, that type of thing I was having. Obviously I was drinking alcohol, but before I got ill, it was very much, I was never, because I was younger, I was never a sort of let's have a nice glass of wine in the evening type of person. I was let's go out with my mates and drink loads, that type of person. <laughs> so for me, cutting that out completely was key. Sugar was really important to cut down. Um, to this day, I always say this, I wish I completely cut it out now. I mean, it would be hugely beneficial for everything, but I feel like you've got to live as well. That's why I have a little bit of sugar because actually sometimes I want to have a bit of dark chocolate or if I go out to a restaurant, I want to have a dessert, you know, and actually for me, it's fine. And I've got that resilience now, but when I was ill, I couldn't really handle very much. I was massively sensitive to everything. I did a lot of acupressure. I did something called high touch acupressure where I went and had treatments. I had very, very, very little money. So I had to choose very carefully what treatments I did and, and how. Um, I did see a life coach who very kindly um, gave it to me for a very, very reduced price. She actually had recently suffered from ME herself and overcame ME. So it was a huge passion project for her working with me as well. And she was sort of trialing a new program she was putting together, but working with her was so, so important as well. Um, really, really key to introducing me to lots and lots of wellness techniques that that I could absolutely do and enjoy. Um, what else did I do? Massage. I used to go and have real regular massages. I always had what's called a healing crisis after each one. So I would often feel way worse after I had them, but then it felt better. And I actually used to go to the local college, Bath College, where students would be practicing how to do massages. And I think you could have them at the time. This is 20 years ago. So maybe for like five pounds or something like that. So I used to find ways that I could have these holistic treatments which wouldn't cost much money. And it was very gradual. It was very slow. Obviously, a lot of the time I was bedridden, a lot of the time I was housebound. So I had to just surrender to that letting go and actually sometimes, you know, lie on the sofa. Often I was really unwell and I couldn't watch TV or anything like that. I remember someone saying to me, what do, what do you do all day? Do you watch TV? And I said, actually, I'm too unwell to watch TV. Do you read? No, I've got so much brain fog, I couldn't read. So a lot of the time I'm just having to lie there, which sounds really dramatic, but it's really absolutely true. So in answer to that question, I promise I wouldn't make it long because I feel like I could talk about it for <laughs> hours and hours. So maybe one day I will, maybe I'll do a much longer podcast on it. But it was really a whole variety of techniques. So if you are suffering from a similar illness, chronic fatigue syndrome, post-viral fatigue, maybe long COVID, maybe ME, anything like that, I would definitely say give yourself a little bit of grace give yourself patience, give yourself time. Your body will heal when it's ready to. But if you can do anything, please do breathe, breathe properly. That will help everything. 
And as much as you can, start to work on your mindset. Don't get too caught up on things like nutrition or exercise. They are really important, but breath and mindset work for me is the number one things that you can do. Okay, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this week's solar episode. We've been about 30 minutes chatting today, which I think is quite a nice time for an episode. And I will see you again next week. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review it. Let me know when you listen to episodes, tag me in on Instagram at Face Yoga Expert. And don't forget to check out my website, faceyogaexpert.com, which has all the information about my teacher training, my two books, Danielle Collins Face Yoga and the Face Yoga Journal, my skincare range, Fusion by Danielle. Danielle Collins and all the other courses and offerings that I have. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.